What is up, you amazing listeners and viewers tuning in for whichever platform you love to get your podcast from. I'm your host, Chronic, from the Cannabis Chronicles on all major streaming platforms, and I'm back with another episode of this wonderful show, Reviewing Ruderalis, brought to us by Atlas Seed and the Autoflower Review. Be sure to smash that like button, comment down below, or subscribe or follow along from whichever platform you're tuning in from to show these sponsors some major love, as they're why I get to blab to you guys every single week. Now, if you read the title of this episode, it's a pretty heavy-hitting title, right? Uh, Growing autoflowers to save lives? What? How could that be possible, Chronic? Well, this one is definitely going to be more of a um, kind of a personal one on my own personal thoughts. There's not going to be a lot of, in a sense, education like that. Um, But I have some really cool things that I want to basically share so this is probably a one of the most personal subjects to me i get very 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 passionate and i get very debative when anyone tries to say that cannabis does not cure and or aid in treatments such as cancers diseases epilepsy um when basically people don't have when people say that cannabis has no medical benefit Um, you know, you see this constantly with households that are pharmacists, nurses, or predominantly people who are involved, involved in the pharmaceutical industry where they've relied their whole life on big pharma, doctors, helps, pills, uh, various medicinals over the counter, things like that, that aren't holistic in a sense. And holistic healing has been made to be like this horrific thing for, um, everyone out there. Now, there's two things that I kind of want to um, showcase So, and to start off. And this one, this episode is literally titled Growing Autos to Save Lives because I've now had probably about in the last literally month, once a week, I've had someone message me a night, like whether it's email, whether it's through Discord, whether it's through Instagram, um, I'll get like a long message that's basically thanking me for my podcast. It, there's no questions involved. And normally I'm, most people message me to ask questions, you know, um, there's a lot of people who just ask me to, or just message me thanking me for the podcast. And I appreciate that so much. Like I love doing the podcast. I have the previous show. I have my own personal show. And then I have this show, uh, reviewing, re- reviewing Ruderalis. So I like to have various shows and I'm trying to put podcasts out there so that people can get education and just listen to cannabis education on various things and not just education, but cannabis topics, right? And one of the biggest topics for us growers is having to defend ourselves or not just growers, but for users, having to defend your use. And even if you're not a user, if you're someone cultivating for somebody else's use, you're having to defend it constantly because of people who really don't want to believe that there is an actual government bias and a there are people in charge that make it to where we don't have an option but to basically say, yes, it cures stuff. I don't care if your government studies say otherwise. Like, you guys don't have any studies and you say that, blah, 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 blah. They list cannabis as a Schedule One drug. You know, that's as bad as heroin, technically, or worse than heroin. Like, so it's a crazy, 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 crazy. There's no deaths from cannabis. Um, cannabis and cannabinoids have been literally proven and shown to cure multiple cancers, literally cure. I'm going to use the word cure because I'm tired of it. Um, Rick Simpson is an individual that is heavily documented. I mean, you don't have stage four melanoma growths that are golf ball size on your arm 
that just magically disappear when you've been going through chemo and chemo hasn't even touched it. Chemo actually made the gross increase, which can happen for, for those of you who don't know cancer. I've unfortunately had my fair bout with it, um, with people in my life. I've, I've lost several people to cancer in my life. And it is one of the hardest things to watch someone go through uh, cancer, especially stage four cancer of any sort. Um, intestinal cancer is probably one of the worst to watch someone go through. I, I mean, all cancers are rough, but like when you deal with, uh, when you're dealing with bone cancer, um, intestinal cancer, brain cancer, or basically, basically things that are internalized and in organs are part of organs that you, you aren't so easy to remove or treat. Uh, it's detrimental. Chemo can do one of two things. It, I mean, it definitely is going to destroy your body. Uh, Going through chemo is like, uh, uh, it's not a joke. I mean, you're losing massive amounts of weight. You're losing your hair. You're irradiating, you're irradiating your whole body with uh, a form of mustard gas in a sense. That's literally what chemo came from is, is, is a radiation from mustard gas that Hitler used. So um, just a little backstory for that one. But I believe, I, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm like almost 99.9999999% certain that, that that's what that came from. But anyways, that's not the point of this. The point of this is, is chemo came from a very deadly method. And it's either going to do one of two things. It's going to kill the cancer cells. Um, and what cancer is, is an overabundance of white blood cells generally that your body can no longer stop the production of. And those white blood cells become cancerous cells and now take or start taking over your body. Um, those cancerous cells can form in tumors and various other things. I, I'm no cancer doctor, okay? I just, I know enough about cancer because I've had to deal with it. That's why they tell you don't scratch moles or beauty marks on your body. Because if you, I, I, I knew a, a young woman who literally accidentally was shaving, um, I believe, her armpit or something. Just like, she was shaving around her back or her neck or something like that. Just like cleaning up, right? Like, she had a little body hair she didn't want or whatever. And she was just like doing what most women do. Well, she accidentally nicked and shaved off a mole on her back or something or her leg or something like that. I know this is this is what happened. I know for a fact she shaved something off, but it caused and she flat out told me to my face that that's what happened. And her father had told me the doc like, you know, this wasn't this was like a normal. She wasn't, you know, shying away from what she had done. She unfortunately perished. She got stage four cancer. So it released an overabundance of white blood cells into her body. And that's literally what can happen. That's why when you're growing up, sometimes doctors will keep keep an eye on growth. And sometimes they'll remove growth to check if they're cancerous or if they're benign. And so these are all things that we need to be aware of. And the reason that I'm kind of going over and, and through this is because chemo is either going to, let's say you have tumors or growth that they're trying to reduce or cancer they're trying to reduce. It's going to either reduce it or it's going to increase it. Like chemo doesn't really work either way. Like, uh, and I say increase it, meaning like you're going to go through cancer you're, or you're going to go through chemo and you're going to have this cancer in your body. And if, if the chemo doesn't work, you've now degraded your body further to be able to fight that cancer. So it's made it worse. And so this is like the double-edged sword of chemo. And so the reason I wanted to make this is because over the last month, I've received at least four to five messages that were absolutely heartfelt and very heartwarming. And then recently I was going and I was scrolling on my just like timeline feed thing on Instagram. And I saw a very popular video that I've seen before. It's a retired police officer or a police chief or something like that who ended up having Parkinson's. 
um, and they gave him cannabinoid oil to put under his tongue, and he uh, he puts it under his tongue, and within like 45 minutes, he's like completely not shaking. And throughout the whole comment section, I'm going to read some of them. Um, I I need more evidence before I believe cannabis just magically cures Parkinson's. It's great if it does. How do you need more evidence? You, you literally just watched it on on video. The whole video, like they clipped it obviously on Instagram, but the entire thing is like fully documented. They, they literally didn't stop recording the guy and he stopped shaking and everything and heavily documented. It's crazy. It's crazy. You know, he and this is one of dozens and dozens of dozens of cases of you know people with uh any sorts of tremors parkinson's epilepsy things like this where you know you're you're like you're shaking you're shaking you're shaking and then all of a sudden 45 minutes later you're this is what you're doing you're barely shaking and now you're you're functioning you know what i'm saying so that's how crazy it is it it really is annoying to see how many of those comments there are and how many people truly just don't believe in it so essentially, basically what I'm getting at is I, I went through all these comments. I read a lot of these comments that were like, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. There's a lot of supportive ones. Don't get me wrong. There's tons and tons of supportive ones. Um, you know, all uh, basically it's not a cure, but cannabis impacts part of the brain in charge of the movement. Parkinson's is a neurological disorder, but it isn't global, meaning it only impacts certain parts of the brain, primarily the control part. Cannabis has this effect on everyone, which is why people feel stuck on the couch after taking certain strange strains. So that is someone trying to basically discuss it, which is almost close to the truth. Cannabinoids do affect certain neuroreceptors in the brain, and those neuroreceptors basically stop firing and allow the the transmission signals and everything to basically stop firing, which are causing the muscle spasms. So that's why it relaxes the the transmissions and firing. So that's why it's actually really good. Um, and then people people just keep going. It's not a cure for a disease, but it f- for sure provides relief. Yes, it's not a cure, but for me. If you're taking someone to where they're shaking like this, they can't eat, they can't function, they can't speak, they can't do anything literally without the aid of somebody else, and they can then take a product that gets them a little stoned, like they're a little high, but they can function completely, walk around, use the bathroom, eat, do everything by themselves, and live a much more longer, like prolonged life, because now they're able to eat, they're able to go exercise, they're able to strengthen their body and strengthen their mind and strengthen all these things. Well, guess what? Parkinson's isn't going to debilitate them and deteriorate them um, as much. I ha- I watched a uh, one of my neighbors. She deteriorated um, over a span of like six years and she passed away. She went from walking and completely normal to wheelchair ridden to bed ridden to, you know, hospice. So Parkinson's can take someone's life drastically. And if you're taking it and you're giving someone an extra three to six to 10 years of life or even 20 years of life because they're doing cannabinoid oil every day, that's a cure. I'm sorry, but that is a cure. They have it. They have it. It doesn't matter if you're treating it. If the treatment no longer, uh, if the treatment is something that is stopping all of their symptoms, it is not causing a problem or any other increasing symptoms. Like, you know, pharmaceuticals always have the side effects. So there's the side effect to cannabis is you get high or you want to go to sleep or you get hungry. So, I mean, really not that bad of side effects. So I am going to say it's a cure. Like, Obviously, a cure means you are free of it. You no longer have to do it. But you know what? Parkinson's, I don't. I truly don't know if we're ever going to get to these stages of neurological cures with cannabis. I think neurological cures are going to come with psilocybin and various other MDMA or those type of psychoactives. I, I really wholly believe in psilocybin. They're finding that it's reconnecting neuroreceptors and neurons in people with Alzheimer's and reconnecting those 
uh, connections and allowing them to have their memory and and not only retain memory but create new memories as well uh, or recall I'm, I'm sorry not not only recall memory but create and retain new memories as well so i think psilocybin is going to be the next step for that i don't think cannabis is going to be the one that treats or cures that necessarily but I, you know, to, cure is a funny word for me because like, you know, technically when you cure someone of cancer, you're not, you still have the chances in life to have cancer again and another type of cancer at that. So are we cured of cancer or did we treat that cancer enough to where that cancer is no longer going to come back? So, or you're in remission. Cure is a weird word, and that's where I, like, and I, I know that, like, people are going to be like, no, you can cure shit. No, I get it. You can cure stuff. That, you know, you can cure uh, illnesses, viruses, things like, I get it. I understand. I'm not, a, I'm not a doctor. But I'm saying in the realm of cannabis and curing things like a Parkinson's or epilepsy, if someone's having epileptic seizures every day to where they're potentially going to, like, literally die, like, that, that that's a real factor, a real, real real outlook for some parents looking at their children having seizures right so like you, you if you're having upwards of 10 12 seizures a day that is terrifying so if you're taking something that literally stops dead stops your seizures and tracks which there are multiple videos of then i don't i don't understand how we're not going to say that that's not a cure um it might be a treat you can call it a treatment all day long but like i think to the person that has the the, the shit going on with them i think that would be a cure for them I think if you were born with a neurological disorder that we don't have the fundamental tools to understand the capability of actually ridding it out of someone's brain, the next best cure would be the thing that manages it to where they never have to deal with it ever again. So, or at least deal with it on a like minimal, minimal basis, right? So like that to me is, I think it does cure. So I'm going to use the word cure. I don't care if I hurt people's feelings. I don't. Um, so on this post, I'm actually getting a lot of com a, a good bit of likes and everything like that. Um, but I put reading these comments cracked me up. For all the non-believers, I have a large podcast, probably probably one of the largest, which was one of my first ones. And I get consistent emails of Parkinson's, epilepsy, and cancer patients curing, treating their curing or treating their ailments using various forms of cannabis. You may not want to believe it because you've been lied to your whole life, but cannabinoids and cannabis are life changing. There's a reason there's no confirmed studies or outright statements cannabis cures stuff because then the government would have to admit it's not a schedule one drug that it's actually a medicinal herb. Now I read that comment because I really want to go into my email. I want to re read a really amazing email that I got. For those of you who still don't believe that cannabis can cure lives and why is how does this relate to autoflowers? Well, most of the people that I actually end up helping um, specifically, I have one gentleman in my discord usually grow autoflowers when they're learning. That's actually a very, I would say 95% of the people that come to me that tell me that they're cultivating for somebody else, whether it be a spouse, a son or daughter, an aunt or uncle, a cousin, whatever it may be, a nephew, whatever it is, they're usually growing autoflowers because through their research, they've heard multiple sources say autoflowers are great for beginners because you don't have to switch things. You don't have to worry about all that stuff, right? It's just you put your plant under a light and eventually it'll produce cannabis. And, the, and and if you're someone who knows nothing about cannabis, like if you're a father who's never smoked weed in his entire life and all of a sudden your daughter or your spouse or something has come down or a husband, whatever, whoever you are in that light, like who, or a wife or whatever, whoever is growing, if you've never once smoked cannabis, never been around it, it is a whole new ballgame and new world. 
you you don't understand why why do I want trichomes on this plant? What is these trichomes matter? What what is this THC? What is this CBD stuff? What is this? You're having to learn a whole thing, and you're also having to learn how to cultivate it, which most people who smoke barely know anything about cannabis besides that they know it gets them high and they like they they know certain ways how to smoke. Most people don't know much past that. Most people don't really understand what CBD is. Most people don't even know what THC stands for. You you can ask most most new smokers, even some veteran smokers who've been smoking for years and years and years, who have never looked up weed, who just buy weed from their dealer. They know that they get it. This guy sells some good shit. They're happy with it, whatever. They don't give a fuck about the name and all that other stuff. You could be like, yo, what does THC stand for? They'd be like, I don't know. Fucking shit that gets me high. Well, it's tetrahydrocannabinol, right? So like, and then we have Delta 9, which is Delta, uh, Delta Tetra. No, Delta. What's the nine one? I don't remember it. Okay. Any, forgive me, but we have all these various things that, uh, you know, the cannabinoidal compounds, you could say that to someone, they'd be like, what the hell is that even? So you have all these things that you are actually, when you're growing on a medicinal basis, you're growing for these specific things. So you're trying to learn all that. You're trying to do all this research and it's very overwhelming. So 99% of them, I would say 99% of them end up growing on flowers. And that is honestly, it's a great thing. I think, I think if you're listening, if you're new, if you're trying to grow for someone, if you clicked on this episode, because you said, Oh shit, this saves lives. You know, I, I have someone who's dealing with cancer. This is my research. I clicked this one because I need to know, does, is this bullshit? Does, does this stuff work? How do I do this? Grow autoflowers. Um, it's, it's the easiest way you'll be able to just focus on fundamental cultivation and you'll be able to start doing your research and not overwhelming your brain. So this is an email that I'm going to read to you guys and gals. And it just, it really, honestly, it made me smile. It made me smile a ton. And I'm going to shout out people like Basement Autoflowers and Mr. Grow It. So big shout out to those guys because this person uh, shouted you guys out too. And I just want to say that I've been on both their podcasts. They've been on my podcast. Basement Autoflowers <laughs> hopped in one of my lives one time on Instagram. Just very, very down to earth people in general. And uh, it doesn't matter the size of following that they have or you have. They usually, if you have enough worthwhile conversation or topics to talk about, they're absolutely down to have a conversation with you. And they're really, really, uh, both of them are very wholesome people. So this came to me from a, uh, just a gentleman that emailed me. Good morning. Or well, morning. I'll attempt to make this quick and short. I've come across your podcast and have been binging it for the past week as well as others like Basement Autoflowers and Mr. Grow It. I'm currently in my second flowering stage of White Widow and Northern Lights. I wanted to say thank you for information passed on. I just listened to a pod where you mentioned CDG. I think he meant CBG, which hit home for me. My kid's mom and soon-to-be ex-wife has been diagnosed with stage 2 ovarian cancer and has chosen to not take the medicinal route, or medical route, sorry. She's a very established smoker, which is why I began growing myself. I myself don't smoke. It's not because I don't want to, but being in the army for six years and not being able to smoke pretty much caused me to stop. I know this is probably hard to follow, but I'm currently at work and trying not to be spotted by my foreman. <laughs> Again, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for the information and knowledge that I'll be applying to my future grows in hopes to make her life a little less painful. Now, I'm not saying they're going to cure her cancer with this stuff. I'm not going to say that they're um, doing all these magical things with it. But it really warms my heart knowing that 
they are choosing a medicinal route to go the cannabis route. So that probably means RSO, tinctures, salves. They're probably going to do the whole nine yards. Ovarian cancers, uh, that's that's serious. And for those women out there listening that have to deal with the thought of ovarian cancer or ovarian cyst, this is where potential suppositories are actually good. Like, um, um, you know, being able to actually have a suppository where you can inject and absorb through your mucous membrane inside the vaginal walls, like not to be too TMI here, um, that actually can help out quite a bit. Even if you're doing it, if you don't do it through the vaginal walls and you do it, you know, through the anal spot, like a normal suppository, I know I'm probably going to like lose a couple of years. Like, what the fuck are we talking about, boy? No, but I have a previous podcast uh, with a, a female named Dilemma or uh, Emma. So I say Dilemma because that's her Instagram thing. But Emma, uh, she she talked about uh, suppositories and just like how they are medically benefit. And we had a conversation with that and it was a funny conversation. But the reality is, is if you're dealing with prostate cancer, if you're dealing with uh, ovarian cyst or ovarian cancer or anything in that realm, suppositories are actually really, really great ways to help with that right there and then you're putting the medical stuff right where they need to be i know there's a lot of men out there that are very um i don't even want to say homophobic because i don't think it's a homophobic thing to not to to not want to have something shoved up your ass like that's a fair i don't think most people want that you know i always feel bad when i take my dog to the vet and they just like shove a thermometer up their ass like they they don't even you can't even tell them they don't even prepare for (laughs) so even if you enjoy it, like if you're a person who enjoys that play, doing a suppository is not an enjoyable thing. You're shoving a tiny little thing up your butt and you're trying to put something up there. It's not fun. It's not, it's not a fun thing, but get over the process of it. Don't look at it as like, oh, this is good. If you're dealing with cancer, if you're dealing with prostate issues, if you're dealing with uh, anything down there, I would 1000% recommend it. Um, so for my listener who emailed me, I will be, I've already emailed them back, but I'm going to send them another email with this podcast on it so they can listen. Um, I would recommend those things. I would recommend salves, rubbing salves on the stomach where the ovary ovaries are, you know, like on, like the ovarian, um, cancer could be, I would recommend doing RSO both topical and ingesting. I would recommend doing everything and anything you possibly can, because if you're going to fight it completely medicinally and holistic, you want to attack it from all angles. Um, there's another gentleman that I want to bring up. Um, he's in my discord and he is currently growing autoflowers. Now I know the email I read, I believe they were growing photopuries cause I think he said second flowering stage. I'm not sure if that's autoflowers or photopuries. I don't know if he meant he switched his light. I'm not sure, but the gentleman on my discord is like most of the others. He's growing a full garden of uh, autoflowers and he has, he is, let's go, go, go up here, go up here. We have a, we've had a long conversation and he's been super nice. Um, I found your show about two months, uh, and now I started my first grow. It's to help my oldest son who has brain cancer and gets sick when he has to take chemo. So he's helping his son who has brain cancer and who's going through chemo, trying to fight it because obviously, listen, I'm not someone who's going to sit here and say chemo is not worth it. And you shouldn't do chemo with certain cancers. You need chemo. Um, and it really, really makes me smile that he's growing cannabis for his son because chemo seriously beats up people. It is a really, really, really detrimental, um, just medical program to be in when you're fighting cancer. So having cannabis there to help stimulate the appetite, help with the pain, it's immense. 
Um, the biggest thing when you're going through chemo and fighting cancer is you need to keep your body healthy. Like it's your body is deteriorate deteriorating essentially because of the white blood cells. So when you go to do chemo, you like are constantly puking. So you're puking out proteins and carbohydrates and just everything that your body needs. So having cannabis to be able to stop that nausea and be able to consume food and actually eat, even if you puke two hours later, bro, eating food while you're going through cancer is key because absorbing anything when you can is literally so, so necessary. So a lot of people who do, who end up having cancer or fighting cancer, a lot of the times when they're going through chemo, they'll, they'll drink those Pedialytes or Pediasures. They have a lot of stuff and it absorbs really quickly. So if they puke, they're at least getting all that stuff that they can. Now, again, I'm no doctor. I'm just chronic. And I've been treating my own pain for so long with cannabis. And I've been dealing with, I've been, I've been dealing with various issues with cannabis for so long, whether it be anxiety, depression, hell, if I just want to relax and sleep, it doesn't matter. But I think the biggest thing is that, um, growing cannabis saves lives. And I think growing autoflowers definitely is uh, going to be one of the biggest things that impacts saving lives in this uh, day and age, because I think gentlemen like uh, the people I mentioned and, and women uh, who are, are having to pick up, you know, for their husbands or their sons and daughters or people in their lives that they love and they're cultivating and they're learning how to uh, do a green thumb. Well, they're going, the, this type of plant I think is going to change the realm of cultivating for people who have never even stepped foot into the cannabis realm. It's one thing to smoke weed. It's one thing to smoke and grow weed. And it's one thing to do to have done it for years and years and years. When you don't know anything about it and you come into it, it is, it is, it is literally like if you had never been to law school and you got thrown into a courtroom and you were battling one of the like biggest lawyers in the, in the world, right? You, you would get rolled over, you know? So your first grow is going to be absolutely horrific if you don't know the information and you're not set up for success. So I think autoflowers really are going to be kind of the, the key to, to that area of success for novices when they're stepping into this for other people, because it's, it's really overwhelming trying to learn all of the things about cannabis and it's it's a big drastic difference when you're growing for recreational purposes even if you have a med card and you're growing for pain when you're not growing for like life or death situations and you like where you need the medical components out of the plant it's a big difference when you're growing for that you have to be dialed in you need to make sure like whenever i have these people who message me i really try to do my due diligence to help them dial in their growth so that through the every stage, they're not they're not having any issues. The plant is fully ripening and producing all of the medical components and compounds that they're really, really seeking. And then from there on out, I'm I'm helping them every step of the way from the dry, the cure, and if they want to process or extract, so they don't lose or mess up their product because they literally cannot afford to mess up because it can be costly to the point of someone's life. So that's and it's crazy to say that out loud that we're still fighting for something that is saving lives. I mean, if your child has been given every pharmaceutical under the sun to help him with epilepsy and they're not working and he's having upwards, like I said, of 10, 12, 13 seizures or your daughter, she's having 10, 12, 13 seizures a day. They're just 
they're not doing good and all of a sudden they're only six, seven years old and now brain damage is a real thing to think about. Like they're becoming essentially a vegetable person day by day who is going to live a life of hell. And so all of a sudden here comes an herb that you can put down into an extract like RSO or cannabinoid, cannabinoid oil, like a distillate, drop it under their tongue, allow it to absorb in the mucous membrane and within 15 minutes or, or sometimes I've seen videos dead stop epileptic seizures like as they're happening, like within 30 to 45 seconds. So, I mean, that's that right there in and of itself. It It's... It's crazy to me that we're still fighting for a plant that does this. Uh, my my entire thought, and I'm going to leave it at this because this is kind of a long episode. My thoughts on this completely, and they will always stay this way. I find it disgusting that we live, like obviously there's way worse things out there. I'm not going to, I'll let me rephrase it. There's so much things out, out there that are way worse than what I'm saying, but I do find it absolutely bullshit that we live in a country where cannabis is illegal while we have the options of pharmaceuticals and alcohol to your choice you know and both of those kill countless people i i just i'm always in the idea that you know what like who cares if i don't want the pharmaceutical i like let me if i want to die by smoking some weed or or doing some mushrooms then let me like if that's how i want to heal myself let me heal myself the way i want to heal myself the problem is is the people who make laws are the same people who founded the companies for pharmaceuticals. And there's the same people whose families benefit monetarily from every person who isn't cured. So that's why I say cannabis cures people because cannabis literally gets people off pharmaceuticals. And so does other holistic things like mushrooms, but we'll stick to cannabis. And they don't like that. Big Pharma does not like the fact that they're chemotherapy and their pill poisons and all their codeine and fentanyl and everything else isn't going to be abused and used i mean i just had to i'm going to end this off with i'll leave it i'll leave this episode off with this while i was tattooing one of my clients she i actually had to inform her that um the government is the one who sold coke and you know dosed us all that all of this is public information you know like the MK Ultra, them dosing people with acid, them dosing soldiers with acid, them selling coke to uh, the ghettos through various, uh, uh, what are they called? Ghosts or like black, like op. I don't even know what the government calls them. It's like, it's like operations that like basically the government can print money and there's no trace of it. They're not going to get in trouble and they can go and do dirty shit with all the money they print. Um, but the government sold coke and it's still literally the government is the one helping the Sinaloa cartel send ship pounds and pounds of fentanyl from China into the country. So I don't trust the government. They're the biggest drug dealers. I had to explain that to someone. And if you're wondering how I feel about government, yeah, I I do understand government is, is a necessity in a sense with how many people are in this world, but the government is no more than just a mob. And if you are a mafia born individual or a mob born or you're from a mob family or you lived in a mob town or you lived anywhere where there was mafia or a mob. Yes, it's not the greatest when shit happens. But if you don't it, like if you don't fuck with the mob, you don't have any dealings with the mob. Generally, it's not a problem. Now, don't get me wrong. There's I'm not going to speak on that behalf, but I'm saying 
You know, people go, oh, they collect money from, like, listen, taxes. The government's the, the biggest mob. Let's be real. They're the biggest mafia out there. The government is. And they probably work with all the mobs. They're probably all getting fat, fat and rich together. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. The world works in crazy ways. I mean, call it a cartel. Call it a mafia. Call it a gang. Call it whatever you want. It's organized. It's crime. It's crime syndicates. They're just all at different levels. And they all basically, the government is the biggest crime syndicate when it comes to selling drugs in this country. I'm probably going to step on some toes and Big Farm is going to be eyeballing the shit out of me now. I'm going to be on some list after this episode, but no, I, that's how I feel. I think autoflowers save lives. I think uh, growing cannabis is saving lives. I keep getting these emails all the time, just all the time, just more and more frequent. And it makes me smile. It's more and more people who aren't involved in cannabis, who don't even smoke cannabis themselves, who may have never even wanted to pick it up. But you know what? They're taking the steps because, dude, pharmaceuticals are failing okay pharmaceuticals are failing us look at if you want a very 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 good perspective to finish this episode off of how pharmaceuticals have failed this country go look up videos of philadelphia i'm from pittsburgh pennsylvania and i used to go roam around philadelphia all the time and i i would never in a million years go go within a uh, I, I had to fly to the philadelphia airport like three years ago on a layover and I told my fiance, if I ever have a layover in Philadelphia again, I will cancel my plane flight and I will fly with another. I'll, I'll figure it out to where I have a another layover elsewhere. I will never go back to that airport. I saw a rat through the airport. There was literal fecal matter on every toilet seat, every urinal, uh, even on the freaking hand washing stuff. There's There were people passed out. There were people tweaking while working, literally nodding off from heroin. That city is absolutely wrecked. And this is what our government has done. So if you don't think they're the biggest mob in the world selling drugs, doing this, yes, they collect they collect taxes for one. And in, in a lot of places, your taxes don't go to a lot of things. So I guess this was a before I get ranty with the government, I will end it off there. But I do believe autoflowers save lives. I, I, I get too many messages. I get too many messages on a day to day. I've seen too much stuff. I've helped too many people. I've researched and seen just too much stuff to say that cannabis does not cure or save lives. It does. It does. Cannabis is a cure for so much. And I'm I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm I'm willing to put put my name on the line to say cancer can be cured by cannabis. Specific cancers, not all cancer. Um, and maybe all cancer. Who knows? Maybe we'll do some scientific research and see. But I know a lot of cancer that can be cured with uh, cannabis. And uh, that is where I'm going to leave this with. So grow some autoflowers. Go check out Atlas Seed Company. Grow some of their gangster autoflowers. I'm going to be growing some face fats. Uh, one of uh, the growers on the uh, autoflower review team just grew uh, one of their fast flowering plants, Snow Panda. Oh my gosh. That thing was insane. So definitely go check out Rhino Grows. His Snow Panda was insane. He's an autoflower review team member. Absolutely insane. So Without further ado, I am your host, Chronic, from the Cannabis Chronicles on all major streaming platforms. And this wonderful show, Reviewing Ruderalis, brought to us by Atlas Seed and the Autoflower Review. You can definitely smash that like button and comment down below any questions you have and subscribe or follow along from whichever platform you're on to show them some major love for allowing me to blab about things I think about with cannabis. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. I know this was a kind of opinionated thought basis one. I was reading some comments and some emails I get. I just, I really wanted to make this episode and I know it wasn't all wholly educational on autoflowers, but I promise the next episode will. This one was just very important to me and 
cancer hits home and i really wanted to talk about that especially with epilepsy and parkinson's and all these other various illnesses out there so much love happy growing and peace everyone Thank you.